Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Totally Whole, where I am your host, Dr. Rosemary Cook. On tonight, we are celebrating the birthday of the great Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. And on today, I imagine many of you were reflecting on his dream and how his dream has affected you. And we think about his dream of justice and equality and just uh, liberation for us all. And as we look over our situation in the world today, we wonder what happened to that dream. But tonight I want us to focus on our own personal dreams. The dreams that you had growing up. Maybe you wanted to be a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer. Maybe you wanted to graduate high school. Maybe you wanted to graduate college. Maybe you had the dream of getting married and having children. Maybe it was your dream to write a book. Maybe you wanted to own your own home. Maybe it was your dream that there would be peace and harmony in your family. Maybe your dream was to own your own business. Whatever that dream was, on tonight, I want us to resurrect our dreams. Because dreams are given by God. Dreams represent our passion. Dreams can represent our mission in life. And God gives us uh, dreams that we might better the world, his kingdom, that we might make our families better, that we might be better people. So on tonight, we have a very special guest, the Reverend Dr. Makikola Nkobo. She is a writer. She's a pastor. She is a an advocate for social justice. She marched with Nelson Mandela against that awful apartheid movement. So she will be joining us very shortly. And you can feel free to call in to ask a question or share with us what your dreams are and how you are fulfilling your dream. But before we go into the content of tonight, I want you to listen to this song by Yolanda Adams, a song that encourages me when I feel a little down. It's called Never Give Up. Having a little technical.
Amen. Amen. That song inspires me when sometimes I might feel a little discouraged when I look around and things are not quite working out the way I would like them to. But I listen to that song and I just remember the words, never give up. And that's what we want to talk about tonight. How can we uh, revitalize our dreams? How can we get restored uh, in places where we might be uh, torn down? So I have uh, our guest, Dr. Maggie Cola and Kobo. Let me invite her into the studio. Good evening, Dr. Kobo. Yes, good evening. Hi, welcome to Totally Whole. We're excited to have you with us on tonight. And as you heard uh, during our introduction, we just want to talk a little bit about how can we rediscover our dreams. Uh, Dr. Kobo is a colleague of mine, uh, pastor in ministry, social justice advocate, liberator, educator, author, pastor, and visionary. And she marched with uh, the late Dr. Nelson Mandela against that apartheid rule. So I invited her today to share with us her perspective on how to restore our dreams as we celebrate the birth and the legacy of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., so, Dr. Mackie Cole, I have your book with me uh, called Restore Me. So I know that you know something about how we can be restored. So share with us uh, your perspective on being restored, particularly how can we restore some of our dreams. Uh, good evening. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, restoration comes when something has broken or lost and uh, or hurt or uh, in disarray because otherwise you don't need to be restored if you're whole. But when there is uh, uh, things within yourself or around you and or even in the system is keeping on breaking you down and... Uh, trying to destroy you, and uh, so that's where the need for you to say, I need to be restored. And sometimes, as I wrote in the book, uh, people think that uh, who they are is what they have, Mm. and uh, which means that if I have money, money makes me who I am or uh, a position, a high position, whether it's a political position or, uh, you know, in academia or many other things. We think that when we hold those things, they make us who we are. Yes, we need them, but they don't make us who we are. And uh, because when they make us who they are, immediately we lose them then it means that we lose ourselves because we have attached who we are with those things. And um, But that's where I'm coming in. The only person who can restore us is Christ in us because Christ is the one who is our Savior. He is uh, the person who knows what it is to be broken also. Because as God came as a human being through Christ, and uh, he sends all those things which were happening around himself. And then the cross was a critical, critical issue for him. Hence, the cross broke him. Because he had to say one of the words, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthan, God, why have you left me? So he felt that thing. 
And then immediately God, you know, grew over, and in his hands he commanded himself. So, but death, which he has gone through, it's a loss because his disciples, you know, were uh, thinking, oh, we lost Christ. He's no longer with us, so we're lost. Mm. But uh, we found that the way God makes things is that uh, only two days in the grave, that's where he was just there, but he rose. And then when he rose, it means that anything which kills us, anything which destroys us, anything which breaks us, when we are in him because he rose, then we are going to be resurrected. So we'll behold that resurrection, restoration, more or less the same. Now you me, are talking. Okay. Uh let me interject for one second, um, Dr. McEcola, because you, you're saying a whole lot right there. And just for our listeners who might be going through a situation where they are broken, uh, where they are hurt, or even where they have lost a loved one, and I can understand and, and I can empathize with uh, loss. Having lost my mother and my dad, but the more devastating loss was the loss of my mother. And as a strong Christian, the pain of that loss made me feel like wanting to give up. You know, when we grieve, we sometimes uh, allow our dreams to go by the wayside. We feel like that pain will never end, and we can find ourselves asking what do we have left to live for? And that's a very real uh, situation. Um, I find when I'm talking with people, uh, counseling individuals who are grieving or who have lost someone, they sometimes get stuck right at that place of their loss. So how can we help people get unstuck? People who have allowed pain and grief to just paralyze them? Um, Same thing, which uh, um, I lost my mother. But as I said, I I lost my mother, and then when I was was politically active and, uh, you know, I was in solitary confinement for 21 days in jail where I could not even talk to my mother or... uh, a lawyer or anything. So um, also, when I fled the country, South Africa, I lost my neighborhood, I lost my country. So I lost everything. But as I said, what has been revealed in me, and I can only talk for myself, is that when, because in 1970, I gave my life to Christ, so Christ in my heart became a real person who whatever I have, I have to go through Scripture and go through many other things to feel how I can feel, you know, or understand the perspective of all these laws. And mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. thing is, that's why to me uh, resurrection becomes a critical comforter because then it makes me to understand that death is not only physical. I mean to say when we look at physical, yeah, people who we love and they've been there with us and all, we're no longer going to see them and feel them and all. I understand that. As I said, you know, for me it seems like even when my mother was still alive, it seems like I've lost her because I was in exile. I could not even, you know, do much mm-hmm. except except even uh, calling. And when I called her, it was difficult because her phone was monitored by the security branch. So it was like they were listening to what I say and what I don't say. So... 
in that situation, as I said, to me, loss has been something which, if at all, I was just uh, depending on that, probably I could not even be living today, or my dream, as you were saying, the dream could have become a nightmare. So what I'm trying to talk with people, or we talk, like now we are engaging, is that there is more than physical attachment. Yes. There is spiritual attachment and also emotional attachment, as we say, physiological. But now when we know that as human beings, we go through all this life which we go through, as Christ said, you will be in trouble, no, but I'll be with you all the time. So to me it comes to, as a question, am I really taking Christ in me as a lifestyle, or I'm just taking him as an outfit. When I'm saying an outfit, it's something which I can put on and off. Right, right. But if he's out of me, and then I'm daily leaving that thing, and then I can change the laws. And he can help me change the laws in terms of... uh, how do I look at it? Look at what Paul says. Paul right. says, for me to live is Christ, right. and to die is gain. Once we can try to understand, as I can say, the theology of death as not final, because for Christians, we have a hope that when we die, as you know me, when we die, we're going somewhere, so there's hope. Let me interject right there before you make yeah. your next I think you said some real powerful things that we have to consider what we are depending on and who we are depending yeah. on. Because, yeah. You know, when we go through life and then mm-hmm. sometimes uh, life happens and death occurs and we get devastated, and that can mm-hmm. knock us off of our feet, that can take us mm-hmm. off balance and at that moment, we have to uh, look at ourselves. It gives us a chance to uh, reevaluate what we are depending on, where our foundation lies. And sometimes God will strip us. He will break us. He will allow life to break mm-hmm. us down, us called mm-hmm. the lowest common denominator, so that we mm-hmm. can recognize the need for him. I have mm-hmm. people who are just you know, in my office, they're broken down, they're solving, they're asking questions, why me? Why did this have to happen? And I have to remind them that there is a purpose to your pain. You know, our suffering is not in vain. God doesn't waste anything. He doesn't waste our tears. He doesn't waste our experiences. There is a purpose to everything that we go through. And it's in that moment when people are at the lowest that they are able to hear God. Yeah. And yeah, that's the yeah. mystery through mm-hmm. suffering. God, mm-hmm. you know, he definitely becomes gets closer to us. He becomes Emmanuel, God with us, mm-hmm. and we can mm-hmm. recognize his presence. So so what I heard you saying is that we have to recognize that those things don't make us. The things that no. we were depending upon mm-hmm. in order to, you know, be successful. Mm-hmm. But recognize that it's in those moments of suffering, those moments of loss, when we can come face to face with Jesus Christ and we can begin to hear his voice and recognize our uh, purpose and rediscover the dreams that God put inside of us. Yeah, and also the other thing which um, we have to be honest about ourselves is mm. that um, how were our relationships with the people who, when they die, we lose them? How was my relationship with my mother? And mm. how was the relationship with my husband or my daughter or anything? 
because why I'm saying that, I found, too, that people who did not have a great relationship with their mother or father or whoever is close to them, Mm. when Mm. those people die, there is such a guilt feeling in terms of uh, a could-have, should-have, and then those things which happen, whether there were hurts in between which separated them or whatever, and they did not have time to confess or reconcile or anything, you know, to do that, to make whole before the person leaves, then uh, yeah. there is that thing of uh, feeling guilty. I've seen that when I was a chaplain, you know, when people were dying in terms of people, you know, now they are trying to remake the mistakes or whatever hurts or anything which separated them to make it like we can. So the others, you know, when you are there, you are helping to facilitate in terms of God still forgives. It doesn't matter. God can still forgive and then we can move that, or if there's no that forgiveness, and then that falls back into how we are going to grieve. And I want to find out also from you, in terms of in your ministry, especially with mental health, do you see that uh, experience of people because of prior relationship between whoever their life was not as it is? How do they, as compared to, I mean, say also, you can have that close relationship and loving relationship, but did you make that relationship or mom your God, or mom was just mom, and doing mm-hmm. mom, or mom was an idol who I worship at all? Because now, if it comes to that, then there is another part of relationship when, because when you lose her, then it seems like your idol is no longer there or anything is not longer there. Yeah, you and know, then, uh, as I'm thinking about your your question, uh, a couple things I experienced. One, you're correct in that if the relationship with the deceased was conflictual, if there were mm-hmm. unresolved issues, if mm-hmm. their communication uh, was hostile or their last experience was not positive, I find that people uh, have a difficult time grieving. People often uh, use unhealthy coping mechanisms to get through the loss, uh, and they become uh, stifled. So I definitely see that. Uh, But then also the second point you mentioned about the the type of relationship they had, like if they made that person their idol, if their attachment to the individual was unhealthy, then they feel like, what's the purpose in living? How can I go on? So much of the work that I do is helping people grieve well, helping them to come to terms with the loss and even uh, beginning to resolve conflict, even once the person is deceased, writing letters, bringing some closure uh, so that can move forward. So mm-hmm. so to get to the next thing that I want to uh, talk about here, Dr. Mackie is that yeah, once people grieve and they are able to uh, come to terms with the loss, they are at a sense of peace with mm-hmm. their relationship with the deceased, uh, from mm-hmm. that point on, um, how can we help them to begin to resurrect some dreams? And you and I both have been hurt, you know, in uh, pursuing dreams, uh, whether it be ministry or whether it be uh, relationships, uh, whether it be in our professional life, you know, having lost uh, things on this journey, it can be difficult to pick yourself up and to keep on moving. Uh, So as we are people who strive to pursue our dreams, there are principles that we've had to learn along the way as to how can I go from this place 
once I've been devastated, rejected, denied, uh, mistreated, how can I move from this to go on and pursue my dreams? And then how, in response to that, and probably I'll take my uh, culture in mm-hmm. terms of an individual is not an individual. We say, you know, in South Africa that uh, you are who you are because of others, which means that, again, you are not an individual per se, you know, just alone, because you were not born you were born in a family, and a family is not only nuclear, like mom, mm. dad. It's uh, mom and my mother's sisters are still my mother. My, uh, bro- my the brother of my father are still. So it takes a village, you know. So it's a communal mm. thing. That's where again the society has also to help us. To move on, let's say, as we said with uh, Dr. King, Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, you you look at him, just an ordinary man who, you know, was just being called to preach, and he understood his um, mission and ministry, what it is to preach, and. Um, for me, he understood what the gospel is really about, to preach to the poor, to open the eyes of the blind, to release those who are in prison, and to liberate those who are oppressed. And then that looks into what he has done in terms of looking on social justice, because that's another issue which we deal with, not on only personal, but on communal, community mm. as a community. What, what's happening with us? And then that's why he had to understand when Amos was saying, let justice roll like a river. So which mm-hmm. means that our spiritual connection with God is not only vertical, but it has to be horizontal too. And okay, so... Also he had to, um, you know, when when you move in that line, when you try to uh, knock at the injustice, the system, so those who are in power have a way of breaking you. Mm-hmm. They don't leave you alone, as we saw. I mean, to say he went through more struggle. And the struggle which he had was not for him alone, was not looking at what is going to happen to Martin, but what's going to happen to my people and not only African-American, but people all over the world. So he was cracking the system of injustice and racial inequality. And uh, when you do that, the system comes to you also to break you. Because how many times he has been jailed? 30 times and more. But that did not make him to stop. Because what he had something within himself. And to say, even if I go to jail, I come out, I go to jail, I come out. I've been criticized by even my own people, by the preachers. And I mean, so the attack was on most part. And then that's why in Montgomery, uh, city jail, he had to respond the letter which he was just being criticized and wrote that letter which I call it a Let me interject right there. Hold that thought right there, Dr. McEcola, because I'm Mm -hmm. I'm trying to break it down for for some of our listeners who might be going through opposition uh, on the job, opposition in the church. And they might mm-hmm. be feeling alone, mm-hmm. but but what I'm hearing you say is that he had Dr. Martin Luther King had a sense of of community, and as we look at where we are, it's recognizing the the community of God, the community of mm-hmm. believers uh, that will support us, that will encourage us, and also mm-hmm. recognize 
realizing that what we're going through is not just about us. Mm-mm. You know, no. we feel what we feel. We we feel this sense, you know, of, of rejection, a lack of support. But if we can get the mindset that mm-hmm. what I'm doing right now is not just about me, but there's a bigger mm-hmm. purpose, you know, mm-hmm. having that in mind can help us endure what we have to endure for the moment because, you know, I have a God that's on my side who has given me a vision and a purpose. So what I'm going through right now is worth it because God with me, you know, Emmanuel is helping Mm -hmm. me to endure this hardship. Mm -hmm. So if we could just endure the difficulty for now, and recognize that there's a greater purpose involved, and God is just using us hmm, to uh, and allowing to bring a the spirit, bill. allowing the spirit to be in us. Because remember, what is within us is greater than what is outside. And then what it is in terms of while you are regrouping yourself, God will give you that strength, and God uh-huh. will make you stronger. And then God will reveal himself in you, and God will empower you. If during the loss or the difficult time you are not breaking, you are bending, mm-hmm. so the Lord will help you not to break but to bend a little. And then once you, you bend. bend a little, and then somebody will straighten you up within the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, and then you'll move, because look at that. Um Dr. Martin Luther King, in jail, I mean, jail can break you. And I know for myself, I've been Mm. in solitary confinement in South African jail because of my politics. It could have broken me, being alone 21 days. But I always say I'm grateful that I had Christ in my heart, that even if I was Mm -hmm. in that solitary confinement, I was not alone. Thank you, Jesus. I was not alone. And I could feel the Spirit of God and the scriptures which we've been learning, just talking to God and building me up in terms of this confinement cannot do anything, cannot make you that, you know, you are just going to lose the dream which I have about you in being part of the liberation struggle or part of any other things. So what people have to understand is that when you go through something, make sure that you go through that something with Christ in you. Because when you're just going to go on by yourself, you're not going to make it. You need someone stronger within your heart and your head to make you strong to look at the world and say, you can't break me. I'm in this situation for a moment. For a moment. And what I always see again, Dr. Cook, is that storm. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. But the scripture that comes to my mind, that weeping endures for a night, that's but right. joy comes in the morning. So it's about yes. persevering, and I heard you say, knowing that, that you're not alone, that God yeah. is with you, he's in you. And, yeah. you know, not to, to give up when no. you feel the opposition or the persecution, mm-hmm. but recognizing that we have a God who's a greater, the greater one lives inside of mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. That he gives and, us and that keep, strength to persevere. Yeah. yeah. And to keep your eyes on Christ and not yeah. keep your eyes on any other things. And I always like this story where when Peter was walking on the sea and his eyes were on Christ, he didn't drown. The only thing he was losing his side on Christ and start looking at the water, and that's where he began to sink. And that's the thing which I'm encouraging people. When you go through 
struggle, difficult time, don't concentrate more on the struggle. Look at Christ so that you can be able to float. Yes, yes. You will be able to float if your eyes are on Christ. Because if your eyes are only what you see, they will drown you, drown you, drown you, you'll sink. Amen. But when your eyes are on Christ, and then the dream which is there in you, you still say, God, help me, and I'll get out. As I said, it will be at some point just a storm. And I was going to say, a storm is unbelievable. Because what I'm saying is unbelievable is that the, the storm when it comes, is so intense. I mean, so even a physical storm is so intense, boom, 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 you know, moving around and all. But we yes. forget that the storm is only temporary. Hallelujah. All right. It's mm, temporary. Yes, yes. Temporary. It's for a short moment. Yeah. And then and if we can be at that short time, because I know the intensity of it, it seems like it's forever. It's going to be like yeah. that forever. No, it's not going to. Once you can hold on just for a moment or say, Lord, cover me with your blood. Lord, cover me. And just and be still there with the Lord, and then the storm will be over. And after that, you become stronger. And you have a testimony, Doctor Cook. I well, have look, been there. In that, it's in that moment before you go. It's in that moment where it feels that the storm will last forever. That sometimes yeah. people abort the dream. People yeah. engage in self-destructive behaviors. They they yeah. go out and do things that they never thought they would do because they feel like this situation is going to last forever. This hardship, this pain, this struggle, you know, this grief is going to last forever. But if you can hold on and hallelujah and just keep in mind that this too shall pass, that this pain is not going to be forever. And that's where I find people, they sometimes give up. They lose hope because they think that it will always be this way. But if they can, like you said, keep in mind that the storm will come to pass. It will pass. Yeah. And then you'll celebrate. And then especially when it comes to a loss of a loved one, you will, instead of saying, you know, why my mother, and asking God many things and many things, you will celebrate your mother and Mm -hmm. remember great memories. You know, like Sheila, Sheila, when I remember my mother in my, in a in a holy better way, I think that song was. And then yeah. you celebrate your mother, and then you celebrate the way he raised you, the talks which make you who you are, because you listen. Yeah. I mean, you just look your mother in a positive way in terms of, thank you, mom, for being there. At least I've learned something, and then now you can. Share those things which your mother raised with to other people. And just celebrate your mother instead of, you know, um, getting And I understand it it takes long, but I mean to say it's just to turn around, to just be transformed, to see that uh, it's not always a pain. In fact, sometimes the pain may be needed so that you can be healed, for you cannot be healed without the pain. What what are you being healed from if you don't yeah. have a pain? One one thing I want to say, we as we talk about loss and pain and, you know, difficulties, I always like to see those things as uh stepping stones. You know, we That's see right. stumbling blocks come, detours, uh, uh mm-hmm. losses, rejection, but mm-hmm. God allows those things to be stepping stones. You know, yeah. in my own experience, when I think about uh, losses, you know, job, job losses or, you know, mm-hmm. people walk by for whatever reason, you know, mm-hmm. and feel like we can't go on. We feel like this is devastating that this thing is going to wipe me out. But after uh, the storm has passed mm-hmm. and after God gives you a perspective, gives you a godly perspective on what's happening, those things that were meant to be stumbling blocks, I've mm-hmm. learned that they have become stepping stones. And then what it does, right. 
takes you to the next level. It causes That's you right. to see uh, a God in a greater way. And what mm-hmm. Satan meant for evil, you watch how God used it for good. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. been countless times in my life where things have happened uh, suddenly. Unexpected things have come up. But mm-hmm. if I have been able to maintain my, my confidence, maintain my faith and, and perseverance and trusting God, I always see God use that thing to elevate me. Yes, right. Yes. That's the truth in terms of uh, how God works. Because sometimes we forget who God is, and then we Mm -hmm. forget that he watches over us. I mean, he's our shepherd. He doesn't sleep. He's out there watching us. We may not be probably always but he is there watching us, knowing us. You know, I like this scripture where it says, the Lord knows you and knows even, you know, your hair, how your hair is. And he yes. has written your name in his hand. That's what it says. So if God knows me that much, so why should I not trust and believe mm-hmm. that no matter what's going on, my hand is in his hand and I walk over. And I yes. will be restored. I will be restored. I I'll will. come back to where I was or even better than where I was before. Mm-hmm. Amen. And as we see with Dr. King, with all the sufferings which he had, and then when he say, one day in America, you know, black and white will work together, who has mm-hmm. really thought that in this United States of America we can have a black man being a president. I mean, so that was just, you couldn't yeah. even Unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. We, we see it in our generation, but yes. you know, God, hallelujah, his ways are perfect, and he allows us to see that he is still at work. He is still moving. He is still answering prayers. He's still facilitating uh, dreams, particularly Dr. Martin Luther King's dream. You know, we might not uh, think that there's been a lot of movement. Uh, In many cases, there have, and in in some, there's still a lot more work to be done. But don't be deceived. God, he's still moving. He's still on the throne, causing dreams to come to pass. So we should never uh, stop praying never uh, give up on the vision, never stop uh, seeking God because he is in the business of causing our dreams to be resurrected. Oh, yeah. Amen. And your dream, and not other people's dreams, because sometimes as human beings, Dr. Cook, I want your dream Mm -hmm. instead of looking at my dream which God has given me. And then as long as you want to compare yourself with the others and that you are not listening to what God is saying to you and then you still are looking somewhere else, you will not find your own dream. You will still continue to chase other people's dream. And that's, that's right. not fulfilling that's for right. yourself and also for what God wants you to be. And that's the thing which uh, mostly we have to start looking at God. God, what is there for me which I need to do? You do have a space here on earth where God wants you to occupy that space and leave other people's spaces. Because when you go, when I go into your space, then there's going to be a conflict problem. Instead of me staying in my lane and you in your lane, and then we can walk parallel together to where God wants us to be. So and it's that's not where that's where covetousness, uh, yeah. envy, jealousy, uh, mm-hmm. backbiting, and all of mm-hmm. those issues uh, can cause us not to support one another. And I think there's far too much uh, competition and, and too much of us are hating on one another. When we see our brother or sister succeeding, we cannot 
celebrate them and, and help to support their dream because mm-hmm. there's a lack of confidence in oneself that I have a dream too and that God can fulfill my dream just like he's fulfilling my brother or my sister's dream. So, you know, that's really important for us to consider as we pursue dreams, as we restore, as God restores our dreams, we have to recognize that is this my dream I'm fulfilling Mm -hmm. or is it somebody else's dream? Because if it's your dream, God will give you passion. You know, where there's vision, he gives provision. You know, when Mm -hmm. we trust God to uh, help us to pursue the dream he's given us, God has an investment in you to help you succeed. But he's not going to invest in you if he sees you're coveting somebody else's dream. But, you know, it takes do what God has put in me to do. And that's when God will move heaven and earth. You know, he'll send uh, help. He'll send support. He'll provide resources. He'll open doors. Hallelujah. I've seen it, Dr. Mackie God will put people in position. He'll move people out of position. He'll send, uh, give you advice so that you can fulfill the dream that he's given Mm -hmm. you to fulfill. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes when you look at uh, what God is doing in your life, and then you find that there is still a good God. And then also, I always say, as we're talking about coveting, coveting is stressful. People don't understand. It's stressful. You don't have an inner peace when you're covered. No, not at all. You need an inner peace, something which will make you to love and celebrate what yes. other people are doing. So once you don't have that love, you can celebrate. And then we know that when you love, there is easiness, there is good. It's Hallelujah. a good stress. It's a good stress, you know, when you love people. But when you're covered, it's distress, it's stressful. Because all Amen. the time Amen. there is that inner war within you. And that mm. inner war is not taking you anywhere. You just need to let it go and then do what you need to do, no matter how small it is. Because that's the other thing which uh, we find ourselves not fulfilling the dream which we want because we think that our dreams are the same or maybe our dreams are the ones which will be on television or maybe Mm. it will attract a lot of people and all. No. Your dream can be one-to-one. Right. People Amen. may not even see it, but you are moving. You are changing people one on one. Amen. Amen. So that's why many people, even in the ministry, you think uh-huh. that in the ministry for you to be a successful pastor is to have a mega church. No, that might not be your dream. That's because it. Because we so know we have when you are in mega, mega, mega church, I mean, say, Listen you may not God. even be able to touch the pastor. Amen. Amen. As we close, we're almost out of time, but I want to bring what? us in. And, no, we yeah. have about seven minutes, and then we have to do the general promo. But but I want to close as on the note that, that we're on right now about recognizing your own dream. And yeah. for those who are listening, you might not have realized that, you know, God has put dreams inside of you. Mm-hmm. You know, the scripture I'm going to share with you, Acts, the second chapter, starts at verse uh, 17. And it says that in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your mm-hmm. sons and daughters will prophesy. The prophesy. Mm-hmm. Your young men will see visions mm-hmm. and your old men will dream Dreams, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Hallelujah. And they will Mm -hmm. prophesy. So I want to just say to everyone who's listening that God has put dreams inside of you. 
Hallelujah. And if you are a believer in Christ, his spirit lies inside of you. And God mm-hmm. promised you that in these last days he will pour out his spirit upon you so that you might be able to bring forth the gifts in, into the earth. So don't mm-hmm. be weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. And God has given you a, a dream. So uh, recognize you know, the dreams that God has given you. Pursue them, seek them, pray, ask God to show you. Surround yourself with the community of believers, the faith community, so that they can affirm uh, what they see. Because God puts us in communities so that others might see the gifts and and affirm the gifts and, and help us to recognize the dreams and the gifts that God has given us. But I want us to recognize that sometimes we can get stuck. But Jesus Christ provides the solution. He can uh, take us from our places of hurt, pain, or devastation and take us to the path where we are pursuing our dreams. So never hold on to God's unchanging hand. Know who you are and whose you are. Have confidence in God, the God that sent you. And don't let anybody deter you. Don't let uh, naysayers, don't let the enemy bring doubt and confusion that will cause you to be stifled. Mm -hmm. But I thank God. Not yourself, as I said, let not yourself stay in the grave for long. Amen. You have to rise up, you have to resurrect yourself. Because staying in the grave for a long time, you will rot. Right. So Dr. Maggie Cola... the dream will not bear. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the invitation. So as we close, if people want to reach you, if they want to get a copy of this book, Restore Me, 40 Healing Sermons, or any of the other books that you've written, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Uh, They can go email me at uh, m-a-n-k-e-k-o-l-o at aol.com, or they can call me at uh, 410-233. Four six four nine. So with the emails, then I respond quicker, and then we can mm-hmm. work in terms of how they care. And then if it's the book, yeah, they can get it for me, or they can just uh, go to uh, um, restore me, write my name and my note, and then they can get it from the publisher. But uh, I prefer mostly if they can contact me, and then uh, I can lead them how to to get the books. And if there's someone listening who needs some professional help, you need counseling, you want to talk to someone about how to move forward uh, in life, you can call me at 410 410- Seven two eight eighteen hundred at Tolly Hole. Uh, our office is located at seventeen o one Madison Avenue, Suite five hundred, and we work with people uh, who are going through challenges in life. We provide individual counseling, couples counseling, family counseling. We we help you to get unstuck. We integrate spirituality and mental health. So we work with you according to your faith, so that you might go on to pursue on what God has called you to. So we want to thank you for listening in on tonight, and we invite you to listen uh, in every Monday night from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., where I am your host, uh, Dr. Rosemary Cook, and then Reverend Bridget Goings-Grace. She uh, hosts this program every other Monday. So next week, Dr. Uh, sorry, uh, Reverend Pastor Goings-Grace will be hosting the program on next week. So continue to let God uh, speak to you and through you, and we 
pray that you not just be healed, but you be whole, totally whole, nothing missing and nothing broken. Stay tuned for our uh, general promo, and we will meet you on next week. And thanks again, Dr. Mackie Cola, for joining us on tonight and sharing with us some uh, principles and some nuggets on how we might uh, pursue our dreams. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Bless you too. And have a great Bye. night. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm.